Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you divine divas, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. As always, I'm Little Leah, and with me is the ever-lovely, fantastic, witchy wonder that is Carla Wainwright. Hi, Carla. Hey, Leah. How are you doing? doing t- ah, fuck. I'm so oh, now we got to start over. <laughs> I sent you my word vomit. intro. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Go again. Hello, all you divine divas, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, witchy, fantastic, blah, 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 Carla Wainwright. <laughs> Hi, Carla. How's it going today? It's going okay. It's a rainy day. Got the fire going, but I'm nice and cozy. How are you? I'm pretty excited because we are going to be interviewing someone super duper cool. Her name is Louisa Foley, a multidisciplinary artist based in Leeds, Yorkshire. And we'll get right into it. Her work is an amalgamation of digital art, painting, and printing techniques such as monoprinting. And it aims to highlight the diversity, beauty, and even humor of the nude while subverting the male gaze. No stone is left unturned and Louisa uses many surfaces on her as her canvas, including ceramics, wood, and paper. And Carla and I both adore Louisa's work and we're thrilled to have the opportunity to interview her here for the podcast. So welcome, Louisa. Hi, thank you for having me. We are so, so, so excited that you're here. Why don't we start off um, by letting you tell our listeners about your story and the journey that brought you to your life as an artist today? Yeah, so I um, I studied at Leeds College of Art, I studied um, printed textiles and surface pattern. But I was always a bit more, I would have always considered myself an illustrator over anything else. Um, I studied there for three years and then graduated knowing that I didn't want to work for anyone else other than myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I worked in bars and pubs and restaurants in Leeds for about three years after three or four years after graduating and then was doing like my own work as my side hustle um illustrating doing design work um and then I came up with the project are we nearly bare yet in 20 2017 2018 um and that was when I was able to go kind of full-time with my own work because the project kind of took off and I was able to do commission pieces and make a living from it full-time which has been amazing so yeah that's where I am now (laughs) yeah that's wonderful and so just tell us a little bit more about are we nearly bare yet and why were you drawn to create that you know specific um project or or uh, um you know vision and how has it evolved in the last few years yeah so it began I've always kind of just had an interest in how the female nude was is portrayed within art and through history um I just began drawing my own nudes all the time um on my ipad And then I started posting them on Instagram and a friend of mine was like, can you draw me like that? So I started drawing her and then the ball just kind of 
didn't stop rolling from there like friends of friends were asking and then I kind of just opened it up to anyone and yeah I didn't really um I didn't anticipate how how necessary it was for people to be involved like I think um the process for a lot of women and non-binary people is really yeah like empowering and Mm -hmm. I think I I didn't I didn't anticipate it being like that when I first started it wasn't until afterwards that I realized how important it was to other people so yeah yeah I I mean you've done a piece for me uh for my 50th birthday um I sent you a, a a nude and you did the most incredible piece and I I can say that um, having myself represented that way in an artistic piece is so empowering. I, I just, I love it so much. And when I look at that image, it's like, I see qualities in me that I don't necessarily see when I look in the mirror. And so, um, yeah, I really, um, well, I have so much gratitude to you for creating that. And I can see how for other women and non-binary people, it's really powerful to have a representation, an artistic representation of themselves in the nude um, in that way. Yeah, I think um, I think we have our own perceptions of our bodies and how we look. And you're never, you never really know other people's perception of it. And I think being portrayed as a piece of art it's like another kind of tunnel of vision that you would never have unless you have unless you are turned into art it's like a completely different I don't know yeah vision of yourself which Mm -hmm. highlights things like you said you wouldn't have even seen in yourself before I've actually set that picture as Carla's profile on my phone for when she calls me. So I see naked Carla every time I get a message from her. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a great opportunity to jump in because, uh, you know, Carla commissioned you and we want to know what your process is when you get a commission from somebody. Yeah, so they're all, um, my commissions are all digital images. So people send me their nudes, either one photo or if they've taken a few and they can't decide which photo they like the best, they can send multiple pictures to me and I can either pick one or kind of merge images to get, like take parts of certain images, you know, as reference. Um, And then I draw them on my iPad once I've finished the piece, I send a digital copy to the subject um, just to check they're happy with it, to check I haven't missed anything off, um, stuff like that. Once I get the approval of them, I print the image and post it to them. So I have my own printer um, in my studio. I kind of like to be quite self-sufficient with my work. I don't like outsourcing it. And also with people's nudes, it's kind of, I wouldn't want to be sending, lots of people don't want the imagery shared and it wouldn't be appropriate really to send it to a printer. So yeah, kind of do it all from home and then post it to them. Amazing. And I can just say that um, for myself, I I took the pictures myself and that was so difficult (laughs) running back and forth between the timer and my camera. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then taking a picture and thinking I looked fine and, you know, whatever the pose was what I wanted, but it wasn't. So, um, yeah, I, it, it is quite a process, especially if you're trying to do it yourself. I'm curious. So how do you choose the colors that you, um, do you just kind of get a feeling right away or yeah. How does yeah. that work? So some people have specific colors that they want me to use. Um, and then other people kind of just leave it up to me and, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I ha- I can't like outline a particular process I have with color. It is just kind of an innate feeling that I have mm-hmm. with things and whatever comes to me. Or maybe sometimes in images that people send, if the image is dominated by I don't know colors in the room that they're in or things like that, maybe that influences the colors I pick. But again, it's not at the forefront of my mind thinking about that I probably realize afterwards that that's what I've done yeah makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah absolutely and do you ever have men approach you that want to be drawn yeah and I have I have drawn some men but it's been more um if they've contacted me and we've had some conversations about why they want to do it and I don't want to open it up to anyone because I feel like uh female and uh non-binary people I feel like that is a narrative that I feel like I can um represent whereas for me met there is plenty of issues with representation of the male form but I don't feel like it's my story to tell if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah, I have had a couple of guys that I've done commissions for privately, but as a rule of thumb, are we nearly bare yet is predominantly for women and non-binary people. And let's face it, we've already got enough dick pics out there in the world. So <laughs> Exactly. I kind of don't want to open myself up to that. Like, right? <laughs> like I would be really surprised if a guy wanted to spend all that money to send me something that was like inappropriate but I just I don't, left. I don't need that in my life no no, no. <laughs> do you have a favorite piece that you've ever created in this series um I, I can't I, I don't think I could pick like a favorite there's been I think so I really really want to make a book of most or a lot of the nudes I've done over the past three years. Um, Cause I actually think, yeah, I can't, basically I can't pick a favorite and I think they work as like mm. a whole piece. Like it, it, what's the word? Like they don't, I wouldn't like all the images stand alone beautifully, but together there's like so much more meaning in it. And it's about representation. It's not just about representing one body type or mm-hmm. one person. So yeah, that's the most vague answer ever, but. I, I love the idea. I would buy that book. By the I way. was going to say, yeah. me too. I'll buy that book. <laughs> and you yeah. know, you get a little bit of a feel, well, not a little bit, but the feeling, you know, when you're looking at your Instagram page and you see all of the images uh, as a collection in that way, it is really, really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Okay. It's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're your babies. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm curious, Louisa, do you do you um, have a vision for your work evolving in some way, or is there a, a mission that you are moving towards with what you're creating? Um, so not, I wouldn't say I'm quite bad at like setting myself goals or, well, for instance, Arwen and Bay, it happened so organically, like I didn't plan it, it just happened. So I don't have like ways in which I plan for the project to evolve, but there are things I would really like to do. Like I would love to, um, compile a book of all the imagery I would really love to have an exhibition but it is planning an organization which is not my strong point (laughs) so yeah I guess to um continue I don't think there's ever going to be I'm never going to run out of people that want to be involved without sounding big-headed but it's just it's I think it's a topic that's always going to be current people are always going to have bodies and people are always <laughs> going to want to be represented and I think that's so important um so yeah I don't have a set kind of pathway um but there are a lot of projects that I'd really like to work on mm-hmm. yeah so you've never had an exhibition for your show? Like, this is perfect. You need to find someone, like, delegate for someone to set all your shit up for you. That yeah. would be amazing. I think it would be a huge success. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would, yeah. I'm kind of, like, there's lots of things that I can look at with, like, funding and stuff like that because I want to, if I do it, I'm such a perfectionist that I want to do it, like, I don't want to do it half-heartedly. I want to do it perfectly I want like massive prints and um yeah so lots to think about but it is kind of crazy that I've never exhibited any of it like I've been part of sort of collective exhibitions but never a solo show which would just be awesome come on we got it we got to flash Carla's cartoon vagina on the other side of the world like we need to make this happen like I'm gonna find people for you and some funding <laughs> or maybe you someone sponsor Louisa yeah maybe yeah. someone listening is gonna reach out who knows <laughs> so many of our listeners are creatives of some kind do you have practices or suggestions that really help you get into the flow of your creativity So one of my, because I do get pretty bad creative blocks sometimes, um, my first port of call is to get off social media because I actually think that does no good for me. Like comparing myself to other people, I'm like, they're making so much work. Why am I not making that much work? And so on and so forth. Um, So that's my first thing that I always do. My second thing, like I love books. I spend nearly all my money on books um and to just not just get one out but to like just piles of books and magazines on the floor and open things up and like just flick through um big sheets of paper and like no real plan with what I'm doing but if an idea comes into my head putting it onto the paper whether that's starting to draw imagery or even like ideas and thoughts and so kind of creating like a mind map kind of thing like that's my go-to if I've got that kind of block big pieces of paper and getting anything and everything that pops into my head onto that paper and then I can like refer back to it as well and like put it on the wall if I'm like I don't know yeah 
and then keep adding and adding and adding and then things kind of stem from there and yeah that's my go-to getting things out of my head (laughs) and what's the reception when people get their artwork from you like I'm gonna take go out on a limb and say that people are just ecstatic about it but has everyone ever been like my boobs don't look like that or (laughs) so someone once was like I'm I really don't like how I look and it's made me realize that I don't like how I look in the image that I sent you Mm -hmm. and I was like I've done my job like I can't I can't take the photos and I can't and I do like urge people to you know only send something you're happy with don't do this if you're not in the right place because I want it to be the perfect experience and like I do make mistakes as well so sometimes people have contacted me and been like oh I don't think that really looks like me and I'll go back and work on it and like I don't ever want anyone to not be happy with their piece if I can amend things I will but yeah that was it upset me actually when I had um one girl who yeah really wasn't happy with it wasn't happy with how she looked but wasn't in the image that she'd sent me so mm-hmm. that was a tricky one mm-hmm. but generally yeah people uh, love it because they do see things in themselves that they hadn't ever seen before um and I think that's usually a positive absolutely absolutely yeah I know that when you sent me the you know the first well the the product by email and the image it's like it's beyond Christmas to open that you know my heart kind of stopped it's like oh my gosh what's it gonna look like (laughs) do people ever send you pictures of like you know if they've got it printed at home and set up like do they ever show you where where it goes Yeah, yeah and I've um I've just started writing a monthly newsletter where I interview people that I've drawn in the past. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. And it's it, one of the questions in that is where is your commission piece hung? So it's interesting, like different people, like some people are like, oh, I still live with my parents, so I haven't hung it <laughs> But like they're waiting to find that perfect place, which I kind of love as well. Like it's it's not got its home yet, but it's it's on the sidelines waiting to be like revealed, which I love. Yeah, I've told my three teenagers that it it may make an appearance in the living room when they have friends over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's so cool. And um, they know me and they just roll their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the time that you bought uh, or that you know that you did Carla's piece, she also bought me this print which I absolutely oh. love. I've yet to put it up because I need to find a good frame for it, but it's um, for people at home, this woman is wearing like a kind of a toque over her head and smoking and her T-shirt says loves to come. Is Was that something like um, an original idea that you drew or was this actually somebody that submitted to you? No, no, that was an original idea. So I a lot of my um, own original illustrations, are I do a lot of like collage stuff. That's another thing when I'm kind of got a bit of a block, I like make collages and that was based, that was reference from a collage that I'd made so that's why it's kind of crazy (laughs) it's a bit surreal I love it (laughs) yeah I saw that I was like that needs Leah needs a copy of that (laughs) 
<laughs> it makes me think of the movie Spring Breakers where they're all wearing their ski masks, masks and robbing people. And <laughs> that bitch is not taking any shit right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, you need to have a set of t-shirts to sell accompanying <laughs> that say like to come. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That would be good. I would wear that t-shirt. I would do. Wonderful. So we always like to ask our guests, what does being a radical sex witch mean to you? Mm -hmm. So I think to me, it means like pushing boundaries and be not not conforming or questioning like societal norms especially with like sexuality and gender um and maybe like finding your inner strength and power I feel like it it speaks empowerment to me Mm. yeah I agree Good. I got it right. <laughs> There's no right answer. No and right that's why answer. we ask everybody like what it means to them. And it's, it's always so interesting to see the different takes on it for sure. Yeah. Um, we're such a fan of you and you do already have an online, a pretty big online following, but we want our listeners to be able to find you as well. So can you tell us more how they can track you down? So my Instagram is are we nearly fair yet? Uh, B-A-R-E um and my website is the same dot com <laughs> so are we nearly bare yet dot com yes yeah, so we'll link all that in the show notes and um I think you do post on your IG page you know when you're ready to take commission so if if anyone's interested who's listening uh just watch out for that and um yeah, all the details will be there. And I highly recommend it. You will be so happy to have one of Louisa's incredible creations. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for being here today with us, Louisa. This has been a fantastic interview. Thank you. (laughs) So next (laughs) of course, So next time we're going to be sharing our first listener contributed episode, my first time, and we're going to be sharing your virginity losing stories. (laughs) It's going to be a great episode and we know you're going to love it. Um, Until next time, I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex switch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.